Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be discussing Frankenweenie. After unexpectedly losing his beloved dog, Sparky, young Victor harnessed the power of science to bring his best friend back to life with just a few minor adjustments. He tries to hide his home-sewn creation, but when Sparky gets out, Victor's fellow students, teachers, and the entire town learn that getting a new leash on life can be monstrous. And I know we have different opinions about this movie, but I love this movie. I yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. It's it's strange. I I know that I should like it and it's got a lot of things in it that like I should be appreciating and like, oh, this is really well done and this is cool. But I just couldn't get interested in it for some reason. And like Like I'm, I told you whenever I first watched it to get for you to get tissues and then you told me that you didn't even cry during the movie. I was like, What kind of monster are you? <laughs> I did not cry. I bawled. I don't know if it's a weird thing of my brain telling me, oh, this is a Tim Burton movie and I'm not supposed to be liking it because, like, for some weird reason, I just have this thing against Tim Burton movies. But I don't like, I just couldn't get, like, find myself getting into it. And, like, it's weird because, again, there's all these great things that, like, normally I would appreciate, like, all these horror movie references to, like, the classic monster movies and all these other. Like great, like Bambi references. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bambi, <laughs> but all these great references and all these cool camera things and everything. Like I should really en- be enjoying the movie. I just couldn't find myself getting invested in it. I mean, that can be fair, but this movie's great, and I have fun <laughs> facts to prove it. Okay, let's let's hear. So, with my fun facts, I have a few that are actually informational and then i threw in some that were just fun i mean it is called fun facts so exactly stop motion animation is one of the oldest animation styles there are 24 frames per second for frankenweenie this means that the animator must stop and position the puppet 24 times to get one second of film back in action on average one animator can only produce five seconds of animation per week that's a lot less than they were doing in Nightmare Before Christmas, so. Yes. Nightmare Before Christmas, they were doing 70 seconds it was a week. <laughs> I th- I think so, yeah. But they also had like 20 stages going and recording stuff at once, they said, for Nightmare Before Christmas as well. Yeah. So, But it still takes a long time to get stop motion done. Oh, yeah. And, then, and when it looks good like Nightmare Before Christmas or this movie does... That is some real hard work put in. Yeah. That you just sure. have to admire. An Allen key was used to change the expression on the puppet's faces. If you want to change the expression on a puppet's face, you use an Allen key in the puppet's ear, admits Allison Abbott. There's a system of pulleys inside each puppet's head, and you twist the Allen key to make it smile or frown. Mr. Rizkruski is a little different. He has replacement mouths when he speaks. The bottom half of his face comes off from the nose downwards. So they had to use like an Allen wrench to get in the ear of the character. That's pretty interesting. I like that. It's like a little knob that just changes their expression. And there was a whole puppet hospital for onset emergencies. (laughs) That's amazing. 
because the puppets were very delicate and uh the hands were very fragile and can only bend so many times before they needed to be replaced so they set up they set up that puppet hospital just to fix the puppets which had to be done constantly during the making of this movie i just picture people running around making like fake ambulance noises and (laughs) (laughs) another puppet down (laughs) and running it to the puppet hospital to fix it (laughs) the pet cemetery features the grave of zero from nightmare before christmas yeah i read this fun fact and i looked every single time they were in the graveyard and i could not see it at all i thought i saw it for a split second so I need to go back and actually see like, it. I, this, every time I went to the cemetery, I was paying super close attention and I could not find it anywhere. Victor's friend and next door neighbor is Elsa Van Helsing, a reference to Abram Van Helsing, Bram Stoker's Dracula character, and Elsa Lanchester, the original Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, there's so many different references to horror movies and like horror in general and everything here that was... Such a cool nod. Oh, yeah. And speaking of references, uh, the mayor of the town is Mr. Burgermeister, which means mayor in German. But his name and appearance is also a homage to Burgermeister Meisterberger, the antagonist of the stop motion film Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't know if I caught the resemblance, but it's more of the like body build, basically. Yeah. The turtle Shelley is named for Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, uh, the 1818 novel on which this film was loosely based on. That was another one I assumed and like I picked up on. I picked, like that was a, a nice I, I kind of picked up on it just because of the way Shelley was spelled. S H E L L E Y. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't have that second E. It'd just have the Y at the end. Yeah. Which was a great like callback in that one. The demonstration that Rizkruski shows in class of the frog's leg switching when given electricity is based on actual experiments in 1771 by Italian physicist Luigi Galvani, who was the first to discover that the legs of dead frogs and other dead creatures twitch and move when sparked by electricity. This led to the study of bioelectricity and further study of the nervous system and its functions. The study of galvanic effects in biology is named after Galvani who is seen as the discoverer of bioelectricity. So basically, he, he was explaining that this was a real thing people did. They just hooked frogs' legs up uh, who's and started <laughs> shock them. Sitting there thinking, oh, let me put plug this, shock, this frog up to this electric and pump some electricity through it. Yeah, I'm, what I, I've been trying to figure out, like, why would someone just do that out of nowhere? Winona Ryder did her own singing. She agreed to do it when Tim Burton said the singing had to sound imperfect. Oh, it definitely sounded imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, hey, I I need someone. I I just need you to like sing this as awful as you can. It's like, (laughs) here, let me just naturally do it. (laughs) I got this. (laughs) I got this. Tim Burton stated in an interview for the CBBC show Blue Peter that if the studio had said they would not permit him to do the film in black and white, he would leave the project as he felt it reflected the classic horror movie style of the film. 
definitely a nice extra element to this movie that I appreciated. Oh yeah. Um, like if it was in color, I don't think it would have looked it, as good. It would as not have the same effect, honestly. Yeah. Edgar E. Gore's name is a pun referring to Igor, the hunchback assistant of Dr. Wolfram Frankenstein and son of Frankenstein, and the gothic writer Edward Gorey. His voice is also a reference to Hungarian actor Peter Lore. I was confused as to why they didn't just name him Igor. Because his middle <laughs> initial is E and his last name is Gore. I mean, that's a fun little way to do it. But... Edgar E. Gore. <laughs> The film was filmed at Three Mill Studios. In the movie at the fair, there are casks of dry mullins beer. Dry mullins in Dutch means three mills. <laughs> I thought that was was just fun. Yeah, a nice little Easter egg they threw in there. And then just a couple sh- more short ones. <laughs> the turtle Shelly's monster form is based on Gamera, the giant monster, which I'm going to get into more of that later. Tim Burton created The Weird Girl in his book The Melancholy Death of Oyster Boy and Other Stories. Weird Girl is the girl with the cat. Who is weird? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The girl with the cat that uh, poops basically prophecies or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. (laughs) She was Uh, weird. But that's all the fun facts I got. It's a good group of fun facts. Some fun ones in there. Like you said. All right, but let's go and just hop into this. Okay. Starting off with my story score, I have a 76. I have a 74 for my story score. There were definitely a lot of issues. So many issues. (laughs) But, I mean, I thought it was still fun. Easy to still go along with. It wasn't... There was an actual story there. It's just there's way too many issues... To, to go like with it that I'm like I can't like, it's, why it's funny because like you would think being it's like a horror movie or like a science fiction movie you're supposed to be able to just bypass those things but there's so many things that happen and it's just like how how do you how does this work like that's not supposed to happen well really this just... movie is tagged as a comedy yeah but <laughs> I don't know you say it's labeled as a comedy, but I, I really don't picture it as a comedy. Well, it actually says in Disney Plus, or I read somewhere that it was just a yeah. comedy straight up. Like, it did it, have its funny moments here and there, but, like, I wouldn't classify this as a comedy, personally, at least. Oh, here it is. It says, Disney presents a comic twist on a classic <laughs> tale from Tim Burton. Well, yes, I mean, it definitely is a less serious version of, like... But in the genre, it's just another... drama, science fiction, animation, yeah. parody. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's the telling. It's it's kind of, it, as I said earlier, it's loosely based off the story Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, Dr. Frankenstein made this monster, Frankenstein's monster. Goes around and scares everyone. Doesn't really do that much damage, but still scares everyone and everyone's out to destroy it. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened here, except with a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a very smart dog because he apparently knows what unplugged the projector means. And he... yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. which it just... I mean, it starts off with this homemade monster movie, which I really liked. It was fun. 
it was cheesy like but it was fun <laughs> a bunch of giant monsters attacking this town and he has his like toy soldiers and these dolls all around and then sparky comes in just fighting all these monsters <laughs> um and then the next thing i put down was that the mayor is a jerk I my next note was Burgermeister suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Just like he was he was so rude. He was rude to everyone, to his niece, to even yeah, to especially Victor. to his niece and Victor. There's no need to be like that. Come on. <laughs> like he just hates dogs, I think. <laughs> he hates everything, it seems like. Which I I guess it doesn't say that like her parents were killed or anything. I guess they were just gone. So he's watching, yeah, over the house. I don't know. I think care of Elsa. He's just watching. Like it didn't. They didn't make it seem like, like he was permanently watching her. I just took it as he was just like watching her for the weekend or something. Yeah, it was like while your parents are gone, I'm in yeah. charge. Which he didn't need to be like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the fact that as soon as she steps out. He just goes, where do you think you're going? School. Then he's hounding her about that terrible song that she has to sing later on. Yeah, I'm guessing that's the town's anthem. Yeah, it's not very good. Or maybe it was just sung poorly. No, because it was, I have this in my atmosphere, I know it's too, like, it's it's a terrible song around. It's, it's besides it sounds like her singing being bad, it was written poorly, and like, reasonable houses at reasonable prices that sounds good to me I, the, the lyrics were terrible and the composition was also terrible like it was just a bad song overall <laughs> and then at the school we get this new science teacher which I've been having a hard time saying the name but it's yeah. pronounced Riz Kruski yeah which Ooh, I had to write it down Riz R-I-Z-Z yeah. Kruski K. <laughs> R O O S K K E E. That's not how it's actually spelled. That's how I spelled it, so I could say yeah. it. I mean, it's it sounds well. Even when he said it, it sounds way completely different than it when it's spelled. Complicated. And then the and kids it, afterwards just go Rice Krusky. I just kept hearing Rice Krispy every time they were saying that. <laughs> well, but here's how you actually spell his name: R Z Y K R U S K I. So the whole first part of the name was confusing me because it's R-Z-Y instead of like R-Y-Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like... it's a weird, very weird name. He's also a weird person too. Though. Yeah. I'm I mean, just going to go and jump to uh, the town meeting. See, that's the thing. I didn't think he was that weird when he was in the classroom. And then when all of a sudden the PTA meeting comes up, he's just like completely... No, I kind of understood why he was meaning by the last part, like cracking open the kids' <laughs> heads to get to their minds. He wasn't meaning it literally. He was I, meaning a lot. I agree with that. He, but, <laughs> but he could have worded it a little bit different. And he didn't have to be so animated about it. <laughs> He's passionate. He wants he to passionate. teach these kids science because they seemed like they were willing to learn. Yeah. And as he said, everyone in his country are scientists. Mm -hmm. And his plumber even won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> He's teaching his lesson, and then they have a random outburst in class about miners and the town. Or, <laughs> or uh, it's about. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it. It's very rare for people to be hit by lightning, and one kid goes, "Actually, it happens every day." 
and then the fat one goes yeah my dad got hit twice and then they're all naming off why it it, it storms every night which seemed very unreasonable still like yeah. i have a lightning storm every single night i'm like it's rains very often in this town <laughs> but they're like yeah the weird girl goes yeah it's because we our town is where a mine used to be and then someone's like no our town's where a graveyard used to be yeah it's where they buried the miners like that whole tangent was just so weird and random it felt and then another kid goes no it's the windmill (laughs) like it just came out of nowhere yeah it was very random (laughs) but i mean it it was storming every night it was and then after class the weird girl approaches victor holding her cat's poop that's in the shape of a v going mr whiskers had a dream about you last <laughs> night also did she just bring her cat to school like where yeah, did that I cat come from mr whiskers to school like <laughs> she just has the cat out of nowhere like after she gets out of school like where was the cat during school <laughs> Is it just like waiting for her at the door? And then as soon as they come out, she just grabs it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. The cat was creepy also. Yeah, they were both very creepy. She's creepy. Everyone in the town is creepy, honestly. Like the only normal ones to me were the kids <laughs> were like Victor Elsa was one of the normal ones. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> for for her being a goth girl, she was the normal <laughs> one of the town. The and, only... and honestly, Bob, <laughs> the fat one, he was the only other normalish one. Victor's parents weren't that weird. No, they weren't weird either. They seemed like uh, normal parents. Edgar was just extremely weird. <laughs> Edgar was, yeah, like was Edgar, would, Edgar would creep me out if he like he, the way he kept popping up like that, and like when he just barges into that backyard. Uh, um... That that tall uh, Robert kid was weird he was like frankenstein himself <laughs> and then toshiaki was just written as racist as can be yeah pretty <laughs> we'll get much. into that in characters but <laughs> but she brings the poop going mr whiskers had a dream about you he dreamed about all these other people with their the first letter of their names in poop shape <laughs> i mean technically she wasn't wrong because something big did happen to him immediately like after fell into a manhole <laughs> toshiaki pitched a perfect game yeah and then it it continued with victor as well victor had victor your dog dies well he, he did hit a home run before he that. hit a home run yes i don't know if that was the big thing that was supposed to happen or, or the dog dying. or the dog getting killed which that was like rough <laughs> that was tragic i did cry during that a little because you can tell, like, Sparky was his everything. Yeah. And I started thinking about my dog, who I love very much. And if she got hit by a car, I'd be, like, devastated. Yeah. That whole scene, the way they set that up, too, was just really well done. And it was super sad. And then they had the little flashback, of, well, him watching all the whole movies of Sparky after that. Mm-hmm. And his parents are just trying to console him. What kind of graveyard has a section for animals, though? I've never been to a cemetery. Pet cemeteries are a real thing, though. I've never seen a pet cemetery in my entire life. I mean, 
it, I think it was kind of a reference to the horror book. I know Pet Cemetery. I know Pet Cemetery is an actual like it's a movie and a book and all that stuff, but I've never but, heard but of pet an actual cemeteries Pet Cemeteries are real things in certain places. <laughs> They're not everywhere, but they they are a real thing. Again, the only actual Pet Cemetery I know of is from the Stephen King <laughs> book. So like. I've never actually heard. I think that was a reference more on. So did that, but pet cemeteries are real. (laughs) So we do get a whole funeral sequence and that's sad. But the next day at school, the science teachers teaching that whole thing about using electricity on a dead frog's legs to get its legs moving. Suddenly that just sparks the idea. (laughs) Get it? Sparks. That was unintended, but I'm happy I caught it. <laughs> uh, but it gives Victor that idea of, oh, I can use lightning to bring my dog back. Like, I would not have gotten to that conclusion myself. I don't know. I feel like if you see the dead frog moving around, that's probably where where it just came from, where the idea came from. It's like, oh, well, if we can use the lightning to move its legs, what else can we do with it? I mean, yeah, but it only moved its legs. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously it worked. I don't understand how we came up with that big, giant, elaborate machine in one day. And using home appliances for it. Yeah. And also, he just had the random window in the swing of his house. None of the other kids used that kind of... That had to do that. that they just my, used like a kite or whatever could catch the lightning. That was one of my biggest issues with the <laughs> with the movie, and I was gonna get to that like later on in the movie. But yes, no one else had a machine. They all just used like jumper cables or like kite, like and like kites and stuff like that. I'm like, none of this should have worked at all, and it makes no sense as to he had this big giant like super elaborate machine that he built, and he actually knows what he's doing with it, and all these kids just. Oh, well, we're just going to hook up a jumper cable to the dead pad and it's going to work. Oh, uh, it's kind of like, oh, we got the gist of it. <laughs> and then uh, you like part of what it says. It's like, none of, none of that should have worked. None of those. <laughs> <laughs> but boom, he's alive. Frankenweenie. Well, for Victor, it should have worked. For none of the other kids, it should have worked, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, it worked. Hence yeah. why we have the rest of the movie to talk about. <laughs> Otherwise, the movie would have just ended there. I would have been okay with that. No, I was just kidding. It's, wow. It wasn't that. It the wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and the whole movie, I'm just thinking, like there was only one scene where the mom thought she heard the yeah. barking, and then was like, "Nah, that's impossible." There's no way that his mom didn't hear all that racket, even when she had that vacuum going on. Like Sparky was barking extremely loud. He knocked over a whole bunch of things. And it wasn't even just that moment when he was barking. Just any time he was barking up there. He was there, but like for how many days? There's no way they didn't hear anything going on for like. There there was like a couple days he was up there. (laughs) Like she didn't hear the cat meowing at him and hurt like all that other stuff going on. And then he barking at the cat. (laughs) Although if I'm Victor and I managed to bring my dog back to life, I think I'd be bragging about that to my parents. Like. (laughs) I'm like, like, look what I did. Hey, look what I did. Like, I don't understand why and he was they'd so... be freaking out about it. <laughs> but Sparky gets out chasing the cat. 
Also, Spark didn't feel his tail flow off at all. His tail just comes off and like it's just well, nothing to him. I'm guessing since it was patched on or something, <laughs> like, it had to be patched on because I'm then, guessing the car wreck really put him his, in his pieces. ear also fell off at another point. Does he just like not have any feelings now at this point? As he's kind of that's basically how <laughs> it dead. works. Um, but, but yeah, he doesn't feel any of that. <laughs> but yes, he gets out chasing the cat and goes on a, and then a grand he just adventure. goes on his own grand adventure. Which, there was a reference to a uh, werewolf horror movie where he's behind that sheet. Yeah. When mm-hmm. the ladies, when Bob's yes. mom's doing <laughs> laundry. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sees this like giant, ferocious creature behind there. <laughs> she runs away and it turns out to just be Sparky. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the park and there's a baby. I want to be honest. I think. Putting that pacifier back in the baby's mouth after it was in Sparky's mouth might have been the grossest thing we've seen in Disney, in a Disney movie so far. Well, don't forget that girl was holding her cat's poop the entire day. That's true, but I think when like they put that pacifier in his mouth was even worse. Well, the the mom didn't know that the pacifier was in a dog's mouth. No, but, but she like, still picked it off the ground. She picks it off the ground. It's got slobber all over it from the dog's like the, well, the it dead could have dog's been the baby mouth. Slobber for all she, she knows. But like that was disgusting when they. Yeah, and then he ends up at the school, like digging through trash, and Edgar spots him. And uh, Sparky leaves. He goes back home, and gets reunited with his love, <laughs> Persephone. I love how they just pulled the Bride of Frankenstein look on the poodle. I know. <laughs> that was perfect. Also, did like Elsa just never like say anything about that? Like, yeah, no, I don't. She didn't. They didn't like re- recognize that anything was ever changed with the poodle. Like, don't you think you would have like gone to a groomer to get that fixed or something? <laughs> well, Elsa probably liked it. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, I mean, cool I would too. Would be like, huh. I like that. It looks like a zebra. But like no one questioned that at all. No, no one questioned it. They're cool with it. Uh, the next day, Edgar shows up to Victor's house and his mom's like, hey, Victor, your friend's here. And it's Edgar just waving creepily. And it's like, oh, gross, not this kid. <laughs> and just the whole time, I know. Ugh, he was so creepy. I know that you know that I know what you know. <laughs> I mean, he should have just let Edgar tell everyone. Because who's actually going to believe Edgar? Yeah. If he starts saying that like, Victor brought, brought his, his dog, dog back, back to life. Well, apparently he was the science whiz kid, so the kids would have believed him. I don't know. I feel like he he should have just let him, like, called him on his bluff and let people know. Like, I don't think people would actually believe that he brought his dog back to life. But. I mean, those kids believed him right away whenever he did slip it out. Yeah. That's Edgar and his big mouth blabbing it out like that. Well, he had his fingers crossed anyways. Yeah. Which, but... he's like, show me how to do it or I'll tell everyone. And so he gets a dead fish from a pet store. Yeah. The, which pet, I don't know what pet store just happens to have dead fish in their tanks that are there and like would actually sell it to a person. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I understand if the fish had just died, but at that point, if someone asked for it, it's like, 
Uh, that fish is dead. I'm gonna like go like, flush it. It was just extremely coincidental that he happened to show up right when a fish died and asked for it at that point. It happens. That's why it's called a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> like what timing? <laughs> but yeah, the, I don't think a pet store would actually sell a dead fish to someone. <laughs> no, but they did anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so they use the same method, but instead the fish like turns invisible. Well. Also, connecting, like, all those electrical cables to water just seems like an incredibly bad idea to me. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Which, water does conduct electricity, so maybe... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, having... It... Putting... Jump, sticking jumper cables inside of a water tank just seemed terrible. But they do it anyway, and that's... Maybe that's why the fish turn invisible, but, like... Maybe. There's no explanation for that. There's no explanation for as to why the fish disappears... And, like, just vanishes completely after, like, a day. Yeah. It's hard to understand. <laughs> but then Edgar goes around blabbing about his invisible fish to everyone. Like, look at my science project that I did. And then suddenly everyone's like, well, now I need to know something else to do. Because Toshiaki and Bob are going to use sea monkeys. That's not a science Experiment. That's buying something on the internet. <laughs> well, exactly. Following instructions. Didn't exist back then. But Oh yeah, that's true also. But there's <laughs> <laughs> probably like the back of a magazine they bought the monkeys from. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so then they decide to come up with the rocket instead. And which... then when that fails and that one kid breaks his arm, the entire town is mad at the science teacher because those kids decide to do something reckless on their own yeah. accord. I don't understand how they're blaming the teacher for the kids being on the roof. And then they're blaming the teacher for Pluto not being a planet anymore. <laughs> well, that guy just seemed to have an agenda on his own. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually very confused on when this movie is set also. Yeah, I mean, that should not have <laughs> happened at this point. Because I'm pretty sure... I remember seeing something where this movie is like the 50s or 60s or something like that. Yeah, because they were premiering the movie Bambi. The Bambi, yes, that's that's exactly what it was. That that <laughs> yeah, Bambi came out what 54, I think it was. Or something well, like maybe that. they were just showing it, not I, necessarily I they came it was out, like, but still. I think that's like a Bam, like when Bambi came out, but and also the popcorn at the carnival was only 25 cents, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's stupidly <laughs> cheap. I, I, I know. The giant popcorn, nonetheless. Yeah. The the giant was like 25 cents. The the regular was like 10 cents. And then the small was 5 cents. These are things I pay attention to because like that's important <laughs> to me. Yeah, that's but, true. That's fair. But then but, it's like, okay. But Pluto was still a planet back yeah, then. Not, that Pluto incident was... Not a thing back then. It was still funny because it was such a big Oh, it deal, was hilarious. That was probably the, the funniest joke in the movie to me, honestly. And, and the dad standing and the mom just goes, well, you know, he didn't write the <laughs> textbook, right? Yeah. And they're well, all like hating on the science teacher for teaching their kids evil science experiments. Yeah, the one lady's like, oh, she's teaching my kids stuff that I don't even understand. <laughs> like, and then he just goes up there like, you all are stupid. You all are ignorant. <laughs> I loved him clapping back at everyone like that. That yes. was great. And then he says that weird thing about cracking the kids, <laughs> cracking kids' skulls open, heads open <laughs> <laughs> to their minds. 
Again, he didn't seem as creepy when he was in the class with the kids. He just kind of it wasn't meant to be creepy. He was just being passionate (laughs) and said some weird things. But that gets him fired. And it leads to all the kids calling him Mr. Rice Krispy. And then (laughs) (laughs) all the kids call him Rice Krispy. And then the gym coach comes and teaches science. And everyone's like, or Elsa just goes, do you even know science? <laughs> she probably she just comes back with, well, I know more than you do. But we do get that touching moment when uh, Victor goes out to the old science teacher and is like asking questions. And he's like, well, that's what makes you a scientist. Yeah. And you can just see that he's encouraging this young man who wants to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. And it's just very sweet. But he says like, his heart was in the right place during the first time, and the second time it was like he had no feelings for it. Yeah. Uh, Victor kind of sees what went wrong and figures out, even though, well, no, I guess he did do the same exact experiment the second time. Mm-hmm. It was all the other experiments that were done differently. And, <laughs> and that turned him into all, all <laughs> of them into monsters. I, that, that's when Edgar goes around blabbing his big mouth about Victor bringing Sparky back to life to all the kids. And then all the kids get the idea, oh, let's get our dead pets or any dead well, animals we can find in a trash can. They also just break into Victor's house while they're not home. Yeah. Like... Sparky escapes. In the... So his parents, who have now found out about Sparky and Victor, are all looking for Sparky, and they just break into the house. Were they just, like, scoping out the house? Like, what was the deal there? And um... Like uh, they were just already there, <laughs> and why did the weird girl tag along? <laughs> she wasn't even there in the first place. She wasn't even part of the, like that friend group. Either. I guess it was just to make the villain. But yeah, they all they, just they all show in. up and they read that chalkboard. Go, oh, I kind of get the gist of it. Yeah, they should Use not have been. Kite. They should not have been able to understand that jumbled mess on the chalkboard and they like probably didn't how the mechanics work <laughs> they probably and... really did not except it seemed like well uh toshiaki seemed yeah. to have known what he was kind of toshiaki seemed to be pretty smart and like understandable like understand things but like still the fact that they were able to like piece together this entire experiment just from looking at that one chalkboard and like the equipment that he has set up well, obviously, not they that didn't they... understand the full thing because they skipped quite a few steps. Well, I was going to say, not that they followed any of that stuff anyway, because none of them ever actually had a machine to, to work with. They just used jumper cables. And wires or coat hangers. A coat hanger kite that shouldn't have even flown. No. Well, I'm guessing that it wasn't flying. The hangers were just stiff enough to be able to... See, they should have just fell fell over. I feel like they shouldn't have been able to like hold up on its own weight though, like that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it it's a cartoon. Who knows? But that's when the, the what what something day the uh, Dutch, Dutch, Dutch day. day. Yeah. Dutch Day and affair is going on. That hat Elsa was wearing was not safe. At I, all. That's the same note I have. That was a very unsafe hat. <laughs> like she said it herself, but yes, that, that hat did seem very unsafe. Like it should have went up in there flames. There were candles dripping hot wax onto it. It looked like it was a paper hat too. It didn't even look like it was like a paper hat with <laughs> lit candles with mm-hmm. melting wax, and she has a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely not flammable. But the fire marshal was there. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he was he was able to do a lot of something that <laughs> the skeleton of his fire marshal. And then all those kids get different animals. Like Edgar got a rat from the school trash can. Mister Whisker, who is a, a strange, creepy cat. Yeah, creepy <laughs> cat gets a name, but. Weird girl. Nah. <laughs> they give the cat a name, but they don't give her a name. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mr. Whiskers gets a bat. Shell uh we get Shelly the turtle, who is Toshiaki's old turtle. Yeah. And then Colossus, who was like a hamster. Gerbil, I think it was. Hamster gerbil. <laughs> I had gerbil I, written, but I have written down guinea pig. I think it was a gerbil, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And then in all the fun facts I read, it was hamster, 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 like could hey, be a hamster. Could be a hamster. I don't know. We I still it think was, it's a guinea pig. I think it's a gerbil, but <laughs> it was wrapped up in the mummy, so we couldn't actually yeah. see, like tell what and it then was. Then Bob just pours his thing of sea monkeys in, <laughs> which they were alive. I don't understand how yeah, those like, were alive. I don't know. <laughs> like he, they didn't even like they weren't even born yet. Like he, like brought them to life just to experiment on them. <laughs> but again. None of them had any proper equipment to to do their experiments on. Which is probably why every single animal turned into some kind of monster. But I still don't get how it did anything at all. Like, it should have just yeah, no. ran electric through their bodies, and that was it. I don't and know like... how it caused Mr. Whiskers and the bat to just fuse into this <laughs> creature. Yeah. Oh, that was just their way to get a villain in. <laughs> besides the mayor because they were like now nah, we're not going to make the mayor the villain we're going to make this cat bat <laughs> the villain yeah that shouldn't have happened cat bat that. bat cat whatever you want to call cat. it where cat cat they did play the batman theme that like one of the times that that bat cat showed up I didn't I notice that. <laughs> I, I was reading them the fun facts, but that. they played like the, the Adam West Batman theme. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I need to check that out. <laughs> for the for the the bat cat. <laughs> it was supposedly a were cat from what I heard. <laughs> a were cat with wings. Yeah. <laughs> uh the rat just gets a bit bigger. Also I, I think that's supposed to be like a were rat or something. Toshiaki was plugging in jumper cables into a, a extension cord, which made no sense. Like that's not how jumper cables work. No, like, no, not at all. <laughs> like I don't understand what he was plugging in. Like this was the whole scene that just pissed me off. And so, then, like, of oh, all the things that happen, the one the Japanese kid gets the kaiju monster, which kaiju monsters, for those who don't know, are like. Godzilla, Mothra, those giant Japanese monsters you think of in classic <laughs> horror. Mm-hmm. Well, just because Miracle Girl, Miracle Girl managed to pour on top of it, which yeah <laughs> should not have worked like that either. <laughs> Especially since I think it was just an empty shell. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I like, I don't know. He was dead, but I don't know. They didn't. Well, they didn't see the turtle until yeah, but. Yeah, how did he not see Shelly appear at? Like, how did Shelly just appear out of nowhere as a like, giant? Like, not notice that it was a giant. Like, he was in his shack first, though. Yeah, but like, and then he steps the out, foot, doesn't the, see the it, foot and just then came out of nowhere behind like, him. So that's he I just didn't look up. That he still should have noticed that big giant turtle. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, 
Bob was it? No, not Bob. Whoever had the the gerbil. Robert. That's Robert. Which is short for Bob, <laughs> so it doesn't make sense why we have two characters named Bob. <laughs> but Robert has this big giant crypt at the at the pet cemetery just to keep a tiny little gerbil in. Uh, yeah. Like, and this was another funny part of the movie for me. Was like his name's Colossus. <laughs> Colossus. And then we hear comes these like thuds and big footsteps. And we're expecting this giant creature. And then he looks down and it's a hamster who's mummified. Just a tiny little gerbil thing. (laughs) It's like, what? And then the sea monkeys just turn into gremlins. (laughs) I that that was I loved the 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 sea monkey gremlin things. That was yeah. And then they all just head toward the festival that's going on. Yeah. Shelly is wreaking havoc on the carnival at that point. Yeah, and then all the other monsters show up. Mm-hmm. Like the, the sea, uh, monkeys. sea monkeys are in a porta potty. <laughs> They're just terrorizing everyone at that carnival. And yeah. That was great. <laughs> Except Man. for Colossus. Colossus did absolutely nothing. What did he expect to happen to Colossus when he sends it after a giant this turtle? Colossus, attack! This isn't Pokemon. The little <laughs> one can't take down the big one still. Like, what was he expecting? When he sends his tiny little hamster gerbil thing against a kaiju. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Then, Which the whole time Toshiaki's recording, like, well, still focusing on the science fair. How did he also get on the Ferris wheel, though, at that point? I feel like the carnival was already like everyone was running away from the carnival at that point. He probably too. figured out how to start it and just <laughs> like, got on. He starts the Ferris wheel on his own and gets yeah. on, and then he's climbing up it and gets grabbed and yeah, nearly eaten. And then that's when one of the sea monkeys eats a piece of popcorn and explodes. <laughs> Which freshwater <laughs> sea creatures do not explode with salt; they do dehydrate. They can die from dehydration from that. Well, not in this pretty movie. easily, <laughs> but they don't explode. The opposite happens with. That's what happens whenever seawater creatures get into freshwater. The amount of water will actually cause them to like explode, pop, kind of thing. But it, yeah, the sea monkeys, the way they had it was backwards. Then the, they they come up with the idea to make all that popcorn to feed to the sea monkeys. Then it just causes a giant explosion of sea monkeys. And then what was it Bob gets covered in all that sea monkey guts and just acts like there's nothing. Yeah, no, nothing like out of the ordinary. And then the rats attacking Elsa and Edgar, mm-hmm. and then Sparky comes to save the day for Persephone. And then the rat bites the uh, bolt on Sparky's neck. I just realized his name's Sparky, like electricity. Yeah, I yeah. did not catch that. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> but bites the neck, it shocks the rat, and the rat just. It goes back to normal dead. And so so Shelly steps into that puddle of water or beer, I'm guessing beer. And so Victor sees some wa- loose wires hanging on the side and throws them in the wire, r- throws those wires into the beer, shocking Shelly. Now that's a shell shock right there. <laughs> but suddenly all those monsters are killed and we think everything's oh. great, right? Nope, here comes Mr. Whiskers. To steal Elsa away. Also, I like how they just saw a giant turtle destroying everything 
in sight, and they think that the tiny little dog killed Elsa. Like, yeah, because town... the dog happens to have the wig. <laughs> this town is full of very, very smart people. Yes, very smart. <laughs> like, so smart that the mayor set the building on fire and didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, set that whole windmill on fire, and it turned. Then they finally see, oh, Elsa's up there. After they set the building on fire. <laughs> Like, no one saw that. Well, she might have been climbing out the window at that point. Yeah, I think that's what was happening. And so in rushes Victor and Sparky, and there's this whole epic fight with the were-cat. The were-cat. Well, Elsa sort of fell off of that window, and then she did fall, and then she, like, grabs on the rope as she's falling, which managed to save her somehow. And then Tarzan's into her uncle. Yeah. She sort of just... For a soft landing. Same thing with Victor falling. Victor should have like died from the fall that he had through the roof into yeah. the like building off of the top of the windmill. But he lived because cartoon logic. <laughs> and then, and then we're thinking everything's great. Everyone's outside. And then the cat drags Sparky back into the flaming building yeah. where they have their epic standoff and a mm-hmm. pillar just falls onto the onto Mr. Whiskers, killing it. That was, that was probably the most gruesome death scene that we've seen. And it, like and we actually movie. watched the spike impale yeah that mr whiskers he got impaled and they showed it i'm like i'm surprised they actually showed this in this kids movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and then the building just collapsed on top of sparky without him escaping and this is where i'm like bawling my eyes out like no he just saved him and everyone's probably gonna be like oh you're not such a bad dog after all and <laughs> But eventually the fire marshal goes in after the fire and brings out Sparky and he's dead and everyone gets their cars around and starts revving their engines <laughs> trying to jumpstart. Don't un- another part that pissed me off so much. How You can't hook up five cars together with jumper cables. <laughs> and, I, and like, it's it just that whole scene. You can in off. a cartoon. That pissed me like, why not just wait the next day for a terrain again and hook him up to the machine again? Yeah, for real. It, well, now that the windmill's gone, not his house. I'm talking about it at Victor's house. Victor could. Victor can go back to his house on the actual machine that he built for this purpose and wait for it to rain again and like have another lightning storm and do what, it. The something next time. I forgot to mention was he plugged in those jumper cables in <laughs> to charge Sparky. Yeah. Again, jumper cables do not work like that. <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier, but I just thought about it. Well, he charged I... his dog. <laughs> yes, he did do that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yes, that whole we're thinking it didn't work. Connected to, to jumper cables, all leading to one jumper cable. But we were thinking, oh, it didn't work. Victor was ready to accept it. His dog was gone. So, again, but the dog comes back and then. He and Persephone have that sweet moment at the end. By this logic, can you just go around electrocuting everything that's dead and just bring them back to life? Because that's what it seemed like. Every, like That's all it took was electrical charge. You don't need any fancy equipment. You don't need any special machines like Victor had in his house to like do that entire first experiment. I guess so, but do we really want people to be doing that? They would do it anyway, apparently. Yeah, but... I mean, that's what they 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 were supposed to have a big talk about 
that with Victor and they never had that talk. Instead, they're just like, oh, now we're just going to bring the dog back to life again. Well, now the dog's a hero. Even the mayor is appreciative <laughs> of the dog. But yeah, this that whole just the whole logic behind any of that. Final, like as fun as that whole final sequence was, it was just like utter ridiculousness. Yeah. And it was just a bit too much to. And then to... it just kind of ended. You know, we don't get to see what happens in later days or anything. Like Sparky's still around. Maybe Sparky shows up at the school and everyone's like, oh, it's Sparky. <laughs> nope, it just ends right there and then. The end. Yeah. Just like these story notes are ending. <laughs> Um, but what, I mean, I don't, I don't as, have anything else written down. <laughs> as many issues as there are, it's still an, a decent enough story. I mean, there is a story there. It's just way too many issues for me to get behind it. And I'm like, again, it's just the way that they portray everything as well. Like, yeah, yes, it's a science fiction horror type thing. There's always going to be issues, but it's just how nonchalantly they go about everything and make it seem like it's normal. Yeah. But uh, let's go and move on to characters. Okay. For my characters, I have a 74 as well. I have a 74 there also. I don't think that anyone has a standout personality in this movie. Not really, except for Sparky. Like, Sparky <laughs> is the only, like, somewhat... Sparky and Persephone. The two dogs. <laughs> the two That's dogs have the most personality out of anyone in this movie. Well, I mean, yeah. Elsa was goth. I'm yeah. assuming. I mean, yeah. everything she was wearing was black, but so was everything else that wasn't white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only person that had a personality was Burgermeister, and it was terrible. Yeah, he had a oh, terrible like... personality. He was a jerk. I don't know. I just, there was not really anything behind Victor for me to, like, really root for him and, like, get invested I mean, in his... the thing that I was rooting for was his connection with Sparky. I mean, yes, that his was connection about with it. Sparky is, but that's just, like... You can't have a whole character based off of that. He's supposed well, the to be movie's this... about the dog, not really Victor. Well, I don't know. I would say it's supposed to be about Victor. Frank and Weenie. <laughs> but he's supposed to be this weird kid that... Like... Which his last name is Frank Frankenstein. He is based yeah. off Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, but they just... I don't know. I feel like they don't really put anything in there for us to, to really feel any way about him besides his connection with his dog and then everyone else in the movie is just extremely weird and creepy and like again Elsa's the typical goth girl but she's also the love interest in my opinion it, it, they Victor. definitely played it off like that but they didn't actually like push it at all just there was like the one moment where they look at each other on the baseball field for like a split second and then and they talk like, a few nods at each other. They talk at the movie. The fence also. Um but Burgermeister was just a jerk mayor. Yeah, I mean he was just a terrible person and like And Edgar was an obnoxious kid. He was. Obnoxious mm. and creepy and, and creepy and like just... He was definitely the role of Igor. <laughs> I don't know. See, when I think of Igor, I just think of young Frankenstein's Igor though. And like, yeah, that's the best ego. <laughs> and like that ego is so lovable. Actually, I and... think I have a feeling that Edgar is the name of the actual like assistant for Dr. the actual Franken Doctor Frankenstein. It's which... pronounced Igor. Igor. 
We got Robert, who's the tall Frankenstein-like kid. Yeah, who just, I don't know, seemed like he's supposed to be in charge, but or like thinks he's in charge of everyone and better than he, everyone. And... It feels like he's supposed to be the rival yeah. of Victor. But that also, you get also get those kind of vibes from Toshiaki and Which Toshiaki's well. character is just completely racist. He was very stereotypical. Not, not him. Like, yeah. Asian. Like, like he had that accent. It was bad. And his pet turns into a kaiju. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's, it's not good. No, it wasn't. Oh, and we got Bob, the fat kid. He's just big boned, okay? Uh, he, all it made me think of was uh, Pugsley from the Adams family. <laughs> and then, Weird girl, she didn't even get a name. No, she did not get a name. She was she... just weird girl, and Mr. Whiskers, her cat, got a whole name. It was also very weird. <laughs> yes, but just yeah, as I mean, weird as the characters um, don't really add too much to the story. I feel no, that's the um, that's the thing. Like, I did write down uh, Victor's parents, Ben and Susan, the most normal people in the entirety of the yeah town. The only normal people in the town. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Victor's dad did go on that weird rant during dinner about like compromise and stuff like that. And also, I had I found a hard time just paying attention to that because yeah, I was just too his focused dad's on his food. a travel agent, and he's like, "Oh, there needs to be compromise. <laughs> so if you want me to sign this thing for your science fair, you have to join baseball. Which you can just like jump into baseball like that out of nowhere." Like, I guess uh, so. <laughs> the only other name I put down was Riz Kruski, because I wish we got just a little bit more of him. Yeah, they could have done a bit more. Then they could have like had him as like a mentor type role to to Victor in terms. Or of maybe that. he could have helped with getting the animals under control or something at the they, fair. Yeah, they could have went to him for help. But once he's leaving the school, that's all we see of him, and he's never never comes back. But yeah, I mean, again, just very lackluster char- group of characters here. Yeah. Not the worst that we've seen, but there's just not much there. Yeah, not ready. really. So I don't really have much to say. Left. Yeah, I'm ready to move on to visuals. All right, quick moving. For visuals, I have it at a 94. I have a 92 for my visuals. So. Okay, so we're right there. I mean, yeah. again... For stop motion, this is a very, very well done. Yeah, I mean, this was like so good because there was so many points where it was like hard to tell what was like real and what was like if like if if certain things was animated because of how like much they put into like like that whole background, like the backgrounds and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's an entire town there, an entire like housing and all that stuff. It looked so good. I'm like, how did they manage to pull all this stuff off with it being stop motion? And um, the choice of it being black and white was probably just perfect. It really added a great aesthetic to, and like feel to this movie. It probably would have ruined the movie for me a little if it was in color. It really gives that throwback vibe to it and like adds that feel. Like, because this is definitely supposed to be like an old school horror type flick, and it really adds to that. And like changes the entirety of the the feeling to it and something that i wanted to talk about which we haven't really covered 
on the podcast yet, which I don't know why, but like the picture quality in this was just really, really good. It was very spot on. I feel like it was, this seemed so cool, especially for something that came out in like 2012. Like it was just so much detail and Christmas, not not Christmas, crispness. (laughs) (laughs) There was so much crispness to the, like the film and it just, like you could see so many details. And... There's so much Halloween to the film. <laughs> I mean, it is Halloween, but <laughs> but yes, there's just so the picture itself was so clean, clean. The quality was really nice. Like you could see so much detail in all of the puppets. I guess they were considered them. Yeah, and like it just was a really high quality looking picture. Like they didn't use clay; they did use puppets. Yeah, or. <laughs> I did read somewhere that they had to put something special that part of it was clay or something. Mm. Or no, no. What it was was the clothing they used, the fabric for the females' dresses. They had to put like foil on them to keep them from moving and <laughs> keep them in place, basically. Mm. Um, that- and then, of course, just the... I put that in the wrong notes. I put the science effects... Or no, no, I put that in right. <laughs> I was I was talking about like the explosions and the that, zapping um, and all that, the lightning and the sparks that were happening during the yeah, experiment yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that was really cool. They did a lot of cool like camera zooms and move like movements with this mm-hmm. as well. Like there was a lot of zooming in and out. And then I wouldn't say oh, it's the best we've seen, but it was still pretty good. I thought it was great, honestly. Yeah, there was so many cool like. Yes, I yes, it wasn't the best, but it was really good, honestly. It was all these cool zoomins and like they did a lot of very like extreme close ups in this movie, which was mm-hmm. something like a like a signature look in this film. Especially during hard to do, which is weird to do with uh puppets. stop motion. <laughs> yeah. But like, like yeah, we're seeing less of the doll, but still. But, like, during that baseball scene, like, they did these, like, extreme close-ups of all the faces. Like, they went from Victor, and then they showed Weird Girls close, really close, and Elsa's face. And even Mr. Whiskers, they had an extreme close-up of Mr. Whiskers' face. God, which was that terrifying. bothered me so much. It was terrifying. <laughs> but it looked really nice the way they did it, though. I think Weird Girl and Mr. Whiskers were the scariest part of this whole movie. <laughs> I don't know. Edgar was pretty scary, too. True. <laughs> uh, then they had, like, all the cool shots of the graveyard and stuff, which looked mm-hmm. really nice. And, like, the rain, that was when it started raining in the graveyard, it just leads to that, like, classic graveyard setting and then any movie (laughs) this just looked like a nice town to live in i don't know with that mayor i don't think Uh, i would not not with the people but (laughs) you know visually yes the town itself yes but (laughs) it was just overran by idiots (laughs) then the the bubbles that were in that the water bottle for the rocket that they were making that was Mm -hmm. really cool it was like all these little tiny like bubbles that they filled the water bottle with to make it look like it was a a moving rocket <laughs> the character design was also really cool oh yeah like all the monsters and creatures and and even, even the people like the teacher yeah the teacher how is there that much space between your nose and your mouth though like i don't understand how <laughs> how that even happened because <laughs> his like nose was up 
at a part where your forehead should be in and his mouth was like way down to where like a neck would normally be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did look a bit strange, but it was kind of cool. Um, I don't really have anything else. Uh, the last thing I had was the, the burning windmill. Oh, the fire, yeah. The fire scene was really cool and really well done. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. All right, then let's go and move on to Atmosphere. For Atmosphere, I have a 93. I have a 92. Okay, so I think we just swapped our visuals and, and Atmosphere pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another big part of it was, you know, it being in black and white. That just aesthetically set you up for this movie to be like an old monster movie. Yeah. I think the thing that stood out the most to me from this atmosphere was the sound effects. So the sound effects were amazing. So many great sound effects and they like every little tiny thing had a sound effect to it. Like all the different items that were just in there, the machines, the to the footprints, to the there was just so many great sound effects throughout the entirety of the movie. And it was like accompanied... uh, when Colossus was stepping out of its tomb and suddenly we're hearing these giant footsteps, boom, boom, and they're echoing. <laughs> and then out comes this tiny little gerbil <laughs> guinea pig hamster thing. And there was always a great score that was going on in the background. Oh, the as well. score I absolutely was... loved because I even went to uh, iTunes and listened to the entire score. I went to Apple yeah. Music. Yeah, the score was great. There was a lot of great horror type themes and it was really fitting with the movie and it like it it matched along to the scene that we were seeing and we were talking about this earlier but you didn't really care for the song at the end i loved it i thought it was a wonderful arrangement i i feel like that credit song just felt completely out of place to me and it was just different and i was like i don't know it just you go from this big horror scene to just this like song on ukulele and like i don't know it just didn't it's feel ukulele. right yeah they used the whole theremin for this one yeah there was a ukulele being played there at some point or like a guitar well i'm pretty sure that wasn't a guitar uh well they had a know. theremin also to do like they did have a theremin yeah well it started off with like a ukulele tune and then it went into like this weird like theremin going on after that and stuff like that i think it's a beautiful arrangement and i don't know it kind of felt right to me agree to disagree yeah (laughs) i mean we're not going to agree on everything (laughs) we can both agree that the song that elsa sang was horrible though right yes it was (laughs) like that was just a terrible song they could have they could have put that in the credits instead are you happy with the song (laughs) we got now Yes. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like again, I was saying, like it wasn't just the singing that was bad. The, the lyrics were terrible. The, the whole the composition of the song. song itself was terrible. They're singing about affordable housing and and just the, <laughs> the tune itself uh, was all. They're they're singing about what what word did they even use? But it was like decent houses for decent yeah. prices. <laughs> it was like if you have to throw that into your town's anthem yikes yeah <laughs> like it wasn't selling on town at all like it just made me hate the town even more <laughs> at that point since it's based off a dutch town you might as well just have used a polka <laughs> have weird al yankovic write you a polka and it would have been perfect 
it's just a good feeling in this movie. Yeah, overall the atmosphere is also I loved that when when Colossus like came out to fight the Shelly and then got stepped on like the music just like cut out completely and it was like that that it was like broken record sound effect. That comedic (laughs) music timing. Like that was all the music just stops because we watched this hamster (laughs) get stomped to death. Like that was such a great little another gruesome death we see. But they make it comedic at least. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'll an arc on is like the voice acting. It wasn't too great. Oh, see, I don't think it was bad. I, I am not saying it wasn't bad. Or I'm not saying it was bad. Everyone did their best at sounding extremely weird and creepy and scary. <laughs> yeah. Like Edgar was absolutely terrifying every time he spoke. But, but... I mean, it it still wasn't great. Burgermeister did not have any real tone in his voice. He just was a jerk through actions and what he said. Martin Short did great though. Martin, Martin Short, Short is, did amazing. Martin Short he does is a great job always. Does. <laughs> and then uh, Catherine O'Hara was the mom. Yes. And she and always she... does great in her. And I like my brain slipped. Who played Elsa? Renona. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder did a very good job being Elsa, mm-hmm. as in just an edgy teenage goth girl. Yeah, I think they're teens or they're younger. I don't, I don't know. They seem like they were in grade school they, to me. Yeah, they might be. They might be. Or like, well, I was thinking like thirteen, fourteen, but they might be like eleven or twelve. I yeah, I don't think they were even like. I, I wouldn't yeah. say they were like super young elementary school kids, but like maybe no, late elementary, like fifth or sixth grade, maybe. Like, that's that's what I'm thinking. But I don't think I have anything else to add about the atmosphere. Okay, then let's move on to entertainment, which, I mean, I'm giving it a 98. That's a very high score. Because I love this movie. I don't care what kind of problems I had with it. I still loved this movie. I have an 80 for my entertainment score. Which is very nice. I've, I feel like I'm being that. Well, here's the thing. 80 is what I feel like deserves. Personally, I don't think it. Like, in my personal experience, I don't think it's an 80. Like, I just couldn't. Like I said, I couldn't get into it as much. I feel like I couldn't, like, really... Like, it's not something I'm going to be watching a million times. It's not something I'm going to rewatch over and over again. But I really appreciate what they were, like, what they did with the like, with all the references that they had and all mm. the the amount of, like, I can't figure out how that word it, but, like, the way they honored the, like, the horror culture and, like, sci-fi culture and stuff yeah. like that. And there was so many great references to all the classic horror films and from the the creatures and the monsters and like and even the names just na- all the names of the characters are all just references to they're all references to names to uh horror movies also yeah um and yeah. then again i actually cried in the movie which i mean not ever <laughs> movies normally don't make me cry i yeah. will say see i'm the opposite i i cry pretty easily when it comes to to like, I, movies, i'll tear but... up maybe a little bit but no this movie had me crying i just wasn't invested at that point and then just didn't get me well that's on you 
I mean, it's on I, me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's, that it's not on me, and I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm, an I, I'm not. Moment. I'm not saying it's your fault that you didn't get into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then the jokes I found funny. I'm laughing every time I'm watching this movie. Also, again, I there was a couple of uh, parts that made me like laugh a bit here and there like but yeah they took Pl- <laughs> the pluto that was my the favorite. pluto one right. and then my problem's bigger and he points out this giant monster <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah you're yeah. right <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and there then were the, just other things that the sea like monkeys just me laugh wreaking havoc on the entire carnival mm-hmm. and me cracking up because it was definitely like just like the gremlins basically yeah and like you can get that feel off of it, and it was just funny, and like that whole final sequence just was just a whole wild, entertaining ride. As ridiculous as it was, it was still a lot of fun, and it was extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then that the scene with the windmill was a lot of fun too, mm-hmm. with them battling the werecat, bat cat, cat bat, yeah. cat bat, werecat, where. <laughs> bat cat <laughs> mr whiskers <laughs> mr whiskers they battled mr whiskers i guess i should use his name since he actually got a name instead of his owner which i kind of feel bad for the girl now also because she watched her cat turn into this bat creature thing that's her fault she's the one that was conducting experiments yeah she shouldn't have been conducting experiments right around her her cat who went to eat that bat <laughs> but then just her cat dies with a yeah. spike going through it well yeah that's true so i did feel a little bad but i was still too I mean... creeped out by her to care that much <laughs> i didn't even think of that fact <laughs> until you just brought it up right now <laughs> and then i mean i just loved the movie yeah again i i can appreciate what it is and i i, I do like enjoy it but it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it that I couldn't fully get into it. And, like, I don't know what it was. And But I still think it was a good movie. And I'm able to, like, score it that way, at least. It's not like I'm giving it bad scores. Yeah. It's just, for me, this movie was just not, not something It wasn't that... up to your standards. Well, no, it's, it's up to my standards. And, like... Well... Film in a in a filmmaking sense, yes, it is. It's just yeah, entertainment wise, I just don't find myself like that enthralled in it. I, it's not something that I'm gonna like. They should have made more poop jokes. Is that it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Always more poop jokes. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready that, to give, ready to give our score. overall score. Yes. All right. Uh, my overall score. Is an eighty-two point six, and my overall is an eighty-six point eight. So yeah. that puts that tied with Mary Poppins for me. Mine, I believe, is tied with like Robin Hood and uh, the Rescuers Down Under. Okay, both movies that I enjoy, but like not in my top rotations as well. So I mean, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I wouldn't say this is going to be in any of my rotations, but like. Once a year around Halloween, I'll probably be watching this again. Like right now, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is now for us. Well, it is for me. Just it is. now, You're it's not quite Halloween for me yet. I have a minute 
You I have one minute it. until <laughs> we have Halloween. But for us, it's Halloween. By the time you're hearing this, it's almost December. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost time for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> when this I movie know. comes this out. This was poor planning on our end. Like, we're able to enjoy this as a Halloween movie, but you're going to have to deal with the coverage a bit late. <laughs> like, that's on us. <laughs> but I mean, but, we kind of had to start with Mary Poppins. There was no getting around that. <laughs> Now you can now you can say I can say happy Halloween to you because now happy Halloween because it just turned midnight for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's been Halloween for an hour for me, but time zone differences. So, but uh, but we're gonna be getting on with Tim Burton movies with next week James and the Giant Peach, which I mean it's been a long time since I watched this. This is another movie where I feel like. I've maybe only seen it once, like entirely, and I don't remember anything that happens from it because I was so young. I've seen this a couple times. So it's a mix of live action, I believe, and stop motion. We're, yeah, we're going through the, the Tim Burton verse right now. So, like, there still is another live action Tim Burton Disney movie that I've never even heard of until I was like doing this. It's like Ed. Ed something, it's called. Edward Scissorhands? Not Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> I was about to say, you don't know Edward Scissorhands? No, I know what Edward Scissorhands is, but there's another Disney movie that he uh, made. Ed Wood? Ed Wood, yes. Yeah. But I'm not including that in this season, because that definitely is not an essential. We, we I, were having a hard time deciding if Frankenweenie was even considered essential, but... Yeah, which, I don't know. I feel, I'm still on the fence. Like, I don't I think I think I've it heard. counts... It's not necessarily like it's not it's definitely not up to the same level of like James and of the like Giant Nightmare Peach Before and Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that. But it's still one that I've heard people yeah talk about. But yes, James and the Giant Peach is another like big cult classic for Disney movies and stuff like that. But I don't know, it was just one that I never really got into as a kid and I just for some reason never went back went back to it. Um, I remember watching it a couple times. I'm sure now that I'm an adult, I'll like it more than I did as a kid. Yeah. But we'll get to that next week. And then after that, we'll be figuring out our Christmas movies. Yeah. Which still... those will actually be getting out in December. Yes. We're we're actually we're set to do that on time. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> next week we're closing out the, the burden verse for, for now. And we'll get to ed ed wood in season four or five or wherever we get to wherever we decide to put some of these leftover movies (laughs) but that is all for this week so until next time may all your dreams come true bye